0: So, what shaped Lance, what shapes you? Two invisible forces, very quickly. One, state. We all have had times, have you had a time you did something and after you did it, you thought to yourself, I can't believe I said that, I can't believe I did that, that was so stupid. Have you ever done something after you did it, you go, <clears throat> that was me, all right? It wasn't your ability, it was your state. I should be able to change that quickly, but what I want to finish with quickly here is, your model of the world is what shapes you long-term. Your model of the world is the filter. That's what's shaping us. That's what makes people make decisions. When we want to influence somebody, we gotta know what already influences them. And it's made up of three parts, I believe. First, what's your target? What are you after? Which I believe it's not your desires. You can get your desires to goals. How many ever got a goal, desire and thought, is this all there is? How many been there? So it's needs we have. I believe there are six human needs. Second, once you know what the target that's driving you is and then you uncover it for the truth, you don't form it, you uncover it. Then you find out what's your map? What's the belief systems that are telling you how to get those needs? Some people think the way to get those needs is to destroy the world. Some people is to build something, create something, love someone. And then there's the fuel you pick. So very quickly, six needs, let me tell you what they are. First one, certainty. Now, these are not goals or desires, these are universal. Everyone needs certainty that they can avoid pain and at least be comfortable. Now, how do you get it? Control everybody, develop a skill, give up, smoke a cigarette. And if you got totally certain, ironically, even though we all need that, like you're not certain about your health or your children or money, you don't think about much more. You're not sure the ceiling's gonna hold up. You're not gonna listen to any speaker. But while we go for certainty differently, if we get total certainty, we get what? What do you feel if you're certain? You know, what's gonna happen? When it's gonna happen? How it's gonna happen? What would you feel? Bored out of your mind. So God, in her infinite wisdom, gave us a second human need, which is uncertainty. We need variety. We need surprise. How many of you here love surprise? You like the surprises you want. The ones you don't want, you call problems, but you need them. So, variety is important. Have you ever rented a video or a film that you've already seen? Why are you doing it? You're certain it's good because you read it before, saw it before, but you're hoping it's been long enough, you've forgotten enough, there's variety. Third human need, critical, significance. We all need to feel important, special, unique. You can get it by making more money. You can do it by being more spiritual. You can do it by getting yourself in a situation where you put more tattoos and earrings in places humans don't wanna know. Whatever it takes, the fastest way, to do this, if you have no background, no culture, no belief in resources or resourcefulness, is violence. If I put a gun to your head and I live in the hood, instantly I'm significant. Zero to ten, how high? Ten. How certain am I you're going to respond to me? Ten. How much uncertainty? Who knows what's going to happen next? Kind of exciting, like climbing up into a cave and doing that stuff all the way down there. Total variety and uncertainty. And it's significant, isn't it? So you're willing to risk your life for it. So that's why violence has always been around will be around unless we have a consciousness change as a species. Now, you can get significance in a million ways, but to be significant, you gotta be unique and different. Here's what we really need, connection and love, fourth need. We all want it, most people settle for connection because love's too scary. And you're gonna get hurt again, aren't you glad you came to this positive visit? But here's what's true, we need it. We can do it through intimacy, through friendship, through prayer, through walking in nature. If nothing else works for you, get a dog. Don't get a cat, get a dog, because if you leave for two minutes, it's like you've been gone for six months when you show back up again five minutes later, right? Now, these first four needs, every human finds a way to meet. Even if you lie to yourself, you need to have split personalities. But the last two needs, the first four needs are called the needs of the personality, that's what I call them. The last two are the needs of the spirit. And this is where fulfillment comes. You won't get fulfillment from the first four. You'll figure a way, smoke, drink, do whatever, meet the first four. But The last two, number five, you must grow. We all know the answer here. If you don't grow, you what? If a relationship's not growing, if a business is not growing, if you're not growing, it doesn't matter how much money you have, how many friends you have, how many people love you, you feel like how? And the reason we grow, I believe, is so we have something to give, a value. Because the sixth need is to contribute beyond ourselves. Because we all know, corny as it sounds, the secret to living is giving. We all know life's not about me, it's about we. This culture knows that, this room knows that. And it's exciting. When you see Nicholas up here talking about his $100 computer, the most passionate, exciting thing is here's a genius, but he's got a calling now. You can feel the difference in him. And it's beautiful. And that calling can touch other people in my own life. My life was touched because when I was 11 years old, Thanksgiving, no money, no food, and we're not gonna starve, but my father was totally messed up. My mom was letting him know how bad he messed up. And somebody came to the door and delivered food. My father made three decisions. I know what they were briefly. His focus was, this is charity. What does it mean? I'm worthless. What do I gotta do? Leave my family, which he did. At the time, one of the most painful experiences of life. My three decisions gave me a different path. I said, focus on, there's food what a concept second but this is what changed my life this is what shaped me as a human being somebody's gift i don't even know who it is they're not asking for it. this is giving our family food looking out for us it made me believe this what does it mean that strangers care and what that made me decide is strangers care about me and my family i care about them what am i gonna do i'm gonna i'm gonna do something to make a difference so when i was 17 i went out one day on thanksgiving it was my target for years have enough money to feed two families most fun thing i ever did in my life most moving then next year, I did four. and I didn't tell anybody what I was doing. Next year, eight. I wasn't doing it for brownie points, but after eight, I thought I could use some help. So sure enough, I went out, and what did I do? I got my friends involved, and I grew companies, and then I got 11 companies, and I built the foundation. Now, 18 years later, I'm proud to tell you, last year, we fed two million people in 35 countries through our foundation. I don't tell you that to brag. I tell you because I'm proud of human beings because they get excited to contribute once they've had the chance to experience it, and not talk about it. So finally, I'm about out of time, the, the target that shapes you here's what's different about people we have the same needs but are you a certainty freak is that what you value most or uncertainty this man here couldn't be a certainty freak if he climbed those through those caves are you driven by significance or love we all need all six but whatever your lead system is tilts you in a different direction and as you move in a direction you have a destination or destiny the second piece is the map think of that as the operating system tells you how to get there and some people's map is I'm gonna save lives even if I die for other people and they're firemen, somebody else says, I'm gonna kill people to do it. They're trying to meet the same needs of significance, right? They wanna honor God or honor their family, but they have a different map. And there are seven different beliefs, you can't go through them because I'm done. The last piece is emotion. I say one of the parts of the map is like time. Some people's idea of a long time is 100 years. Somebody else says is three seconds, which is what I have. And the last one I've already mentioned that felt you, if you got a target and you got a map and let's say, i can't use google because i love maps and they haven't made it good for Maps yet so if you use mapquest if you use this thing and you don't get there well imagine if your beliefs guarantee you can never get to where you want to go and the last thing is emotion now here's what i'll tell you about emotion there are six thousand emotions that we all have words for in the english language which is just a linguistic representation right it changes by language but if your dominant emotions if i, I have more time i have twenty thousand people or a thousand and i have them write down all the emotions that they experience in an average week and I give them as long as they need. And on one side, they're right, empowering emotions, the other is disempowering. Guess how many emotions people experience? Less than 12. And half of those make them feel like. So they got five or six good fricking feelings, right? It's like they feel happy, happy, excited, oh, frustrated, frustrated, overwhelmed, depressed. How many of you know somebody who, no matter what happens, finds a way to get pissed off? When 911 happened, and I'll finish with this, I was in Hawaii. I was with 2,000 people from 45 countries We were translating four languages simultaneously for a program that I was conducting for a week. The night before was called emotional mastery. I got up, had no plan for this. And I said, oh, we had list of fireworks. I do crazy fun stuff. And then at the end, I stopped and I had this plan. I was going to say, but I never do what I'm going to say. And all of a sudden I said, when do people really start to live when they face death? And then went this whole thing about if you were going to get off this island, if nine days from now you were going to die, who would you call? What would you say? What would you do? One woman, well, that night is when I woman to happen. One woman had come to the seminar, and when she came there, she, her previous boyfriend had been kidnapped and murdered. Her friend, or her new boyfriend, wanted to marry her, and she said no. He said, if you leave and go to that Hawaii thing, it's over with her. She said, it's over. When I finished that night, she called him and left a message, true story, at the top of the World Trade Center where he worked, saying, honey, I love you. I just want you to know, I, I want to marry you. It was stupid of me. She was asleep, because it was 3 a.m. for us when he called her back from the top and said, honey, I can't tell you what this means. He said, I don't know how to tell you this, but you give me the greatest gift because I'm going to die. And she played the recording for us in the room. She was on Larry King later. And he said, you're probably wondering how on earth this could happen to you twice. And he said, all I can say to you is, this must be God's message to you, honey. From now on, every day, give your all, love your all. Don't let anything ever stop you. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button and follow us for more episodes of Words.new.